Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and also for you freaky motherfuckers, also known as Sebastian Adams. Well, on this episode, we will be talking about that good old online versus traditional dating. And the guest that I have with me today is a friend, Fortis, and... You know what? I uh, I just want you to go ahead and introduce yourself. Let people know who the fuck you are, what you represent, and we just go from there. All right. All right. What's good, everybody? My name is Fortis, and I was uh, thank would like to thank you so much for actually introducing me to your podcast. It's such a pleasure, especially talking about some sex. So let's get into it. <laughs> so uh, one of the things before we get deep into it, um, you like. You research human trafficking, correct? I did. Mm-hmm. And what what about that is something that uh, was, uh, I guess, your passion? What was your passion behind uh, looking into human trafficking? Well, one of the things that got me interested in human trafficking was lo- learning about how it is actually within our backyard. So mm-hmm. within the city that we're living in, it's no secret that we're actually in the second largest city in Georgia. And with it, with how much attention it receives, especially with certain events going on, I think that would really inspire me to look much more into it, especially with learning with the local news mm-hmm. and the statistics that it had presented it. And another thing that was disturbing when I was watching news and everything to that nature, one of the things that was very disturbing was learning that there was a certain group that was actually targeted. And oftentimes that what made me very much more paranoid and much more interested in trying to get the awareness out because it's very important. And I think one of the the limitations of it is that many people do not pay much attention to it because they feel like as long as it's not something associated with them, they turn a blind eye to it, but they become much of the problem as well. Mm. Because no secret that for one, sex is one of the most things that's often highly prized for and a lot of people do anything just pay for it. And I want to bring awareness to people that to realize that make sure you're more aware of what's going on in your backyard. Anybody who's in need of help, please give it to them because they need it. Mm. You said that there's um, targeted groups that's often, well, focused on in terms of human trafficking. Um, Is that based on like uh, the race, racial components or poverty standing or uh, LGBTQ uh, members? Like what, what, what is the, um, what have you found so far in terms of that? Well, I found that certain marginalized groups such as African-Americans are often targeted. And then mm-hmm. within the socioeconomic group, there are often those who are in the poor category. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most disturbing things. And of course, when you have com- certain factors that t- ties in with the LGBTQ community, it also plays a huge role in that as well. And unfortunately, when you have certain components such as drugs and addiction, that also plays a huge role in that. Mm-hmm. I have a look back on my papers to find it, find it, because I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, shit. <laughs> look, I, I get you. I get you. Even for my um, small uh, research into human trafficking, I was just like dumbfounded by how I guess widespread how developed and how entrenched it is into mm-hmm. a lot of our culture our society and all of that so it's 
is a lot to it. It is very complex. Uh, and it's not just like one little, oh, it was somebody who got snatched up on the, on the street. It's not always that. It's, it can, it's a, there's sex trafficking rings for a reason. It, there, there's a ring. Exactly. It's a system. Um, exactly. And it, it's wild. Um, but, you know, to shift the conversation, um, let's go ahead and <laughs> before we get too dark and uh, too deep into that, um, because I think we actually do have, uh, we're, we're going to have a conversation about human trafficking in more detail uh, in later episodes, but uh, mm-hmm. to get into what we're here to talk about today, uh, that online versus traditional dating, uh, of those, because I, I just like to start the conversation this way, uh, between those two versions which one do you personally prefer personally i would actually prefer traditional dating mm-hmm. but what's crazy about me is i actually on total i only had two traditional dates i done that traditionally and it's weird i know but initially they all started online and we had to work our way up to doing online dating but they were very interesting to say the least okay hmm. and i uh, i remember when we were discussing um like drafting up this episode or whatnot you mentioned how your first experience with online dating led to a relationship would you like to talk about that oh yes so this was very interesting my very first date was actually it was somewhat interesting so I actually dated a preacher the man he was a I would say this he was a gentleman in some ways but unfortunately I think we were highly incompatible I think me and his needs are were in different places. I think I'll be honest with you. I think I was more at a mind where I would just want to do my own thing and forget myself, know myself more. And he was on a place where he wants stability and wants someone with have his want someone with his company. And I think another thing was because there was a major contrast between us. One of the things that set us apart was when he first introduced himself. He we actually had a conversation, and it was regarding religious affiliation. Now, I'll be upfront and honest. I had disclosed to him that I didn't go to church. I believe in praising God in a different intimate setting. That's just simply my preference. I believe you don't have to attend church just for that. He made a remark, I quote, he said, oh, you don't go to church. That's kind of concerning for me. You maybe should consider going to one. I ain't going to lie to you. I was kind of pissed off. I was like, okay. So we're going to start a conversation like this. So it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but... He was a great gentleman. He offered to pay for dinner and everything like that. So I met him. It had to be on a Tuesday afternoon where I went to one of the restaurants. It was very great. He was very passionate and vocal about food preference. He was so nice enough to actually help me get the food I wanted because I didn't eat meat products. Mm-hmm. So animal, animal products. So to make a long story short, he was nice, very generous and everything like that. But what was very off-putting throughout the, our encounter was the fact that he often emphasized that he wanted stability and connection and humor, like a relationship with mm-hmm. another guy. And he said he does not like sex. He doesn't want to have sex on the first date. But I felt like he was very often. The reason why I say he was very often was because oftentimes he would make very suggestive, he would be very suggestive in his physical context. He rubbed mm-hmm. me on my thigh while I was in the car and everything like that. Now, I would not lie to you. It, bar- it really put me off. I felt uncomfortable because I'm not very affectionate. And then not only that, he also made it known to me that, hey, I'm not very sexual. So I may need you to tone it down a bit, which I'm getting more into that in a moment. Because our original interaction was regarding hooking up. Mm. But yes, so that's where it got kind of, that's where I had felt like, okay, this is not going to work out because you're being very ambiguous with how you present yourself. And to make the long story short, what happened up happening was the last time that he actually did that, he actually told me when I made advance towards him about sex, because he mentioned it himself. He told me that I had a very high sex drive. I need to tone it down a bit because he said he didn't want to be with anybody who was had a high sex drive. Now, mind you, this gentleman was 45 years old and, and he had a preference for men that was in their 20s. Now, no disrespect to anybody who preferred it. Okay, you like a little tenderoni, that's fine with me. Yes, that's good. But please understand this. Get get to know where you're getting the person that you're knowing. And then not only that, don't be disrespectful like that. You already know the type of person that you're trying to attract. The group that you're trying to attract are oftentimes have a high sex drive. And oftentimes it's sad to say that, but that's the truth. Mm. I was one of those people that did want that connection, but also I was also going on off the impression of something sexual. 
So it kind of made me feel bad because of the fact that for one, he often, he ridiculed me for my sexuality and how I express my sexuality. And then not only that, he also mentioned that the reason why he felt the way that he felt was because when he was in his 20s, he was married. He was married at a young age and he did it for a religious reason and for, for his parents. And understandable, I understand that's not an easy situation. I completely understand that. But I felt like ever since he has transitioned from that, we're really in transition from that mindset, he felt like he can do it to anybody who are at that age that he was used to be at. So how we ended up, we ended up not talking to each other. But I seen a very long text message stating that you're very insecure about your standing with yourself. Because if you were very secure about one's sexuality, you would not be so quick to repress another person's a sexual experience through what you have gone through. You have made, you have chosen the life of being married. You have chosen the life of doing what you saw was fitting for you in your circumstances. And we have never ever talked to each other ever since then. It's been since a year ago. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was back in January, if I'm not mistaken. So it was interesting. Like even hearing that uh, there's uh, a level of projection, there's a lot of insecurity, there's uh, a lot of missed messages because like not not to say like just because somebody's rubbing on you and rubbing on your thighs and whatnot with, you know, within the confounds of y'all's relationship um, mm-hmm. that that has to lead to sex. But if you are having those conversations with the expectation, oh, oh OK, we kind of can get sexual, we can kind of. You know, you're you're the one that is bringing up the topic of sex and then right. whenever the sex is going to be implemented and you're shutting that door and just like, oh, no, 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 no. You're moving too fast. You're um, you're too sexual for me. You're you have a very high sex drive. I need you to bring that 10 back down to a three. But you don't realize that I was at a three and you brought me to 10. Like, where is your accountability of what you've been doing within this uh, within this space, within this relationship? And like that, that's that's one of the things I truly have issues with in terms of that story. And then the concept of projecting how um, how. I guess how he was feeling of course it's me projecting but from what I've been told of what we just heard here is like how how can you project onto someone else saying that they have a high sex drive when you're the person that is providing the sexual energy in this moment you have a high sex drive that's okay let it be fine and then there's that act of okay um because you mentioned uh he's 45 uh probably 46 you said it was a year ago so i'm going to assume 46 uh and you're um 29 right oh i'm 25 25 there we go oh i was i was way off but like um not even to go on the age difference but you know that you you were in a, a marriage uh in your 20s and that impacted you and you you are literally in a space where you're trying to relive that life that you let go so you're seeking out oh. those individuals so that you can fulfill that need like there's a point where you just have to let that go even if you are interested in uh, people that are younger uh of course that's a different kind of conversation we can go into a uh, on a different date but even if you are interested in younger people of legal and consenting age <laughs> let me put that um right. but even if you are interested in younger people you you cannot control who they are you cannot control their sexual drive you cannot um be within that realm of sexual expression and not expect them to want some type of sexual fulfillment because this the 20s is a lot of people's sexual uh, awakening 30s i would say is even uh, a broader sexual awakening in around 40 or so you're starting to you know understand all of your likes all your kinks and shit but like don't don't try to limit somebody just because you're not willing to address your own comforting your own sexual expression the holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression when it comes to sexual expression we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually for those who have not learned this by now the stuff you see in porn is not real Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. 
The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. somebody just because you're not willing to address your own comfort in your own sexual expression right that's very true that's that's just wild and uh, outside of that guy have you um been utilizing like any dating apps so the only dating app that i've been using really is grinder but I definitely be on there that much because there's a lot of people that have a very, they have an ideal person. They want that dream person to come to them. And oftentimes I'd be like, yo, I'm here to ruin your dreams, but I'm not that kind of person. Mm. So it's very interesting when you go on those dating sites because they, when you're thinking that you're trying to hook up with them, they want this whole, they want a total, full package. It's like being, it's like crazy. And I mean, I understand you have a preference. I respect that to the fullest. Mm. But don't sit there and mitigate the potential of having pleasure. You're just letting that being overshadowed by your expectations, by mm-hmm. something that's that your idea, your ideas, your fantasies. And oftentimes that's what really makes people heartbroken because you're trying to go based on these ideas, these illusions, and then you don't realize that it don't hit you until it's too late. So I would say Grinder was the one I've been using recently. I used to use one for Adam for Adam, but I don't go on down too much because ain't nothing popping over there. (laughs) (laughs) Not ain't nothing popping, but I I like that point that you made. Like people really are stuck in the the, the fantasy of uh, like a certain partner that they are looking for, which is, you know, it's perfectly fine. But to limit, if you know that you, your main interest for somebody is the pleasure side of things, uh, why, why, why potentially block out that pleasure that you could be receiving because you're so fixated on trying to find the perfect person that your, your, your dream guy, if you're looking right. for your dream guy, okay, that's fine. That's great. Mention that, but don't approach somebody in terms of, Hey, you want to hook up? Oh, wait. I'm I'm also, I'm kind of also looking for a relationship too. What? <laughs> no. If you're looking for a relationship, great. Um, I'm happy for you continue to do that. But you don't have to approach me in the terms of mutually seeking pleasure, just so that you can uh, weasel your way in to find some awakening that we can be uh, amazing together. You are you might be my ideal partner at this point. No, you came into this situation as a fuck buddy. You're gonna stay as a fuck buddy until we actually have those kind of conversations to make you be, seem to be more of that, like more right. than that. Like it's like imagine. Imagine a story of uh, a child asking their parents, oh, how did you all meet each other? Oh, um, so what happened was your dad sent me a dick pic and I fell in love. <laughs> like, I want, to, I want, I, I, is, is that going to be the story of people's um, <laughs> dream encounters now that we met over a dick pic or we, we met over titties on, uh, on Instagram? Is that it? Right. Unfortunately, I will say this. You know, there may be stories like that. We just they may never know. You're right. You're right. Because, I mean, with, like I said, with our generation, you know, they're very open-minded to things like that. So they probably was like, you know, it is what it is. Mm, that's a good point. Well, hey, if you met your partner over a dick pic or uh, titties on Instagram or even the Twitter DMs, feel free to message and just be like, yes, it's, it's beautiful over here. And I, I, I support, I love it for you. Uh, <laughs> like, I want to know how successful and how happy that relationship is going, uh, is going to. And I hope it's going well, because look, if you can go back and just buy, oh yeah, he's, he jumped in the DMs with the dick pic and it is what it is. I'm here. You're here. We're happy. Look at our beautiful home. Like, amen to you. That's progress. Right. <laughs> so, um, 
when it when it comes to traditional dating um it i know you said that you've only been uh, on like a couple of dates uh if you were to take somebody out on a date somewhere what would that look like well for me i would say this okay going out to eat is fine and everything but i would actually prefer doing something fun something adventurous yes. just so it can be to eat great icebreaker you know get adrenaline running everything like that Something like like skating, maybe bowling, or even something like just going to the like trampoline park. Something simple as that, or going to arch. I know, but it's crazy. But I like adventure. I like getting my adrenaline running, and I feel like that's the best way to break the ice with with people. So I would actually prefer that. And then maybe we can go out and eat and everything like that and get to know each other just as a wind down time. Yes, I like that. I know. I um. Ooh, I would say my favorite date that I. I didn't actually get to go on the date because, you know, motherfuckers be motherfuckering around here. But um, there was this uh, person I was talking to back in uh, Nashville, and they uh, mentioned that, you know, they were thinking about, you know, possibly dating me. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to draft up this date and we can go on that. Had the money and it was going to be paid for by myself. Like literally I was, I was on that kind of shit that on that day. Um, but, uh, and typically for first dates, I, I prefer to, you know, do things half and half. Well, not half and half. We just pay for our own shit. But I was like, you know what? um i do like our conversations i find you extremely attractive we did hook up before too but um that's something different but i was like i like your energy and what you bring so i i would like to treat this person to a very special day so uh that date included um because uh, i had not necessarily everything was scheduled but all of the date was in with the, within walking distance in several locations. So it was going to start off with um, grabbing food uh, at this restaurant that also had like an escape room. So um, do that, um, get food, escape, well, escape room, grab food, then go out to the, uh, to the lake chill have conversations uh and talk a little bit get to know each other uh, even more and then transition over to this um go-kart place that they had downtown and then that's pretty much what we we're going to spend the rest of our time um driving these carts and also um laser tag and that would have been the entire day, just having fun, getting to know each other, having great conversations. But like I said, motherfuckers don't know how to step up to the plate when <laughs> when actions required. So, yeah, but I think they're happy now with in, in their relationship. But that's the kind of dates that I look for. That's the kind of dates that I look for. Um, right. Even uh, with somebody, the uh, person I was uh, I'm. Uh, well i'm talking to you that's in uh, savannah i've been drafting up our date for like the last month or so it's like i like a date that has adventure to it that has uh a, a way for us to just sit down have great conversation and not be bothered by other people uh even if other people are around but in the atmosphere where even if there others are around we still know that we're communicating with each other and the other people just happen to not exist um that top quality that, that top quality type of shit um Mofos can't date like me. That's all I know. Like if if you if uh if I find a person of um dating, this is why I say I date with intentions because you're going to feel love, you're gonna feel appreciated, you're gonna feel all the love languages in that day. So if you ain't ready for that, you ain't ready for me. Right. That's the best that's the best way to be. Um so on your so how how do you typically meet people? Um uh, if it, like you know if you within that traditional space uh how how would you prefer to meet people too? How would I prefer to meet people? We would mm-hmm. basically have to set a schedule instead of a date. Mm-hmm. And usually it's supposed to be at a mutual place, like a somewhere public. That's actually how I actually met one of the gentlemen from Alpha Adam. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's what we actually did. Cause we actually met somewhere like in Statesboro, if I'm not mistaken. It was at Miller Mushroom. And I mean, it, it was perfect. We just had a mutual understanding on what we expected from each other because it was just platonic. We just want to get to know each other. There was nothing more to it. So I think that's the that's the way I usually like how how I prefer it. Mm, so you saying mofos out here communicating? Yes. Oh yes. What? Now see, you see, well, him, he was very mature. He's very mature. Mm-hmm. So he's like very mature for his age. So he's in his sixties, which, by the way, don't judge me. Pause. How are you going to say he's mature for his age, and then you say the net, say the number sixty? He better be mature for his fucking age. <laughs> oh, trust me. Now there's some guys that's around his age that were not like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're definitely so, right. Yeah. So he was actually very communicative, and actually, I was reluctant to actually meet him at first, mm-hmm. simply because I just did not understand or really got the understanding of dating in general because mm-hmm. my actually this was actually the first time i actually started dealing with men in general so i was really reluctant to do so because it was just it was just out of this world for me so i was glad i did it because he was very nice very generous to pay for everything which by the way i really want to pay for it myself because i didn't like doing people doing things for me mm-hmm. but he was actually very nice to doing it. we still talk to this day but we also, I haven't had a schedule of meeting him again because I got a busy schedule. So right now it's not the best. Mm. But in general, I would prefer if you want to do traditional dating, make sure you communicate with them. Communication is key. Yeah. And also just be upfront with your standards and what you expect because you don't want to push your boundaries on. Doing it. Oh, my bad. You don't want to compromise your boundaries or compromise theirs. So just make sure you get a great understanding of that. I think that's very important. Mm. Yes, not, not he talking about boundaries, Lord. Yes, yes, we don't talk about boundaries enough. <laughs> but I, I I respect that. Like uh, having that space to get to know each other, discuss what each other are comfortable with is 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 needed. Most definitely in those early stages of uh, learning about a person uh, and learning about who they are, uh, what they. Um, not necessarily what they've been through but what they've been through like this is who i am today these are uh this is what i'm used to doing when it does come to a date like when you think about you know paying for the check or whatnot uh how some people might find that offensive if you um, were to pay in full pay for yourself and how some is just like is expected but when you sit down and have those conversations before you even go out that makes things so much easier you already know what to expect when you get there it's not like oh my gosh the check is here i don't know what the fuck to do we already had this discussion um you are they come and say oh how is this going to be split uh is this going to be split paid uh in full whatever you just like oh they got the check and that's it so simple yes but some people don't think of it that way i don't know yeah most people don't think uh, and that's the sad thing uh Mm. no shade but it's the truth (laughs) right um so one of the things that uh we were talking about is the concept of advertising uh, most definitely when it does come to online spaces and when it comes in person uh, mm-hmm. like how to advertise yourself so uh when i think of advertisement i think of uh, presentation i think of how i'm looking how um what message i'm sending out there for other people uh, for the most part how exactly do you advertise yourself within uh online spaces like grinder uh a4a or uh, how do you advertise yourself when it comes to the potential uh, meeting of another person in person, like um, for that first date, or if you ran into them out out and about? That is a very great, that is a very good question. So with me, I'll be honest with you, my profile page is very, I would say, bland. I would say something like, hey, how you doing? I'm here. I would just simply say, you know, if you want to get to know me, just hit me up and we'll see where we'll go from there. I usually advertise like that. I don't, I'll try to make sure I balance it out, not give out too much information because I don't want to come off as too thirsty or come off as too bland. Simply because you never know what to expect. Because you got to realize when you're advertising, that means you're competing with other people. So you got to think of it like that. It's a brand. You got to think of yourself as a brand. So for me, I don't want to oversell what the goods that I have. So I'm going to try to make sure I kind of just lure them in to get to know me more. 
So that's how I feel with doing that. And for the most part, it has been working for the most part. Now, sometimes do I have success with drilling, well, getting the potential people that I would like? No, but hey, it works for me. But, you know, it works for everybody. It depends. Because like I said, just as you said, it's based on your intention. So if your intentions are to like get sick, then make sure you do what you need to do for that. But also make sure you be on point with it because you got to realize now you got some throat goats around here. You got some booty munchers that may be that may give you a run for your money. So you just got to know what you're working with. Yes. So like I said, just make sure you have your brand. Uh, <laughs> like as soon as you said oversell, I was like, mm, you can't oversell something that most motherfuckers can't afford. Good point. Because, like, um, I, I don't, I cannot even count how many people on some of these apps that reach out to me first. I don't know what their mindset is at the time. Because, like, literally on, on, on apps these days, I literally say, like, my display name is my, um, is literally my Twitter slash ig handle so your fave host and i have podcast images and that's it in my profile on any mostly all dating apps it's just like i'm pretty much only on here to advertise for my podcast if anything comes up in terms of like sex um this is what i prefer but there has to be mutual interest that is um something that i quite sure is very clear on my profile like the intent is there um and still there are people who hit me up with some foolishness about trying to hook up and i'm like okay that's great well i can we can probably hook up but um fam i i I need to know these certain things like your sexual history in terms of have you been tested and then that's the issue or uh hey can you send me a face pic and then they ask me um what about you and i hit them with their there's multiple on my profile there's literally multiple just because the first thing you see on my profile is my podcast stuff doesn't mean there's not pictures of myself on there like if you look on the profile like you're supposed to look on profiles you can see everything that you need all questions are answered regardless (laughs) you're in this space why and then I even have those people who the the uh, two dollar hoes who hit me up, who's just like, oh, um, hey, you want to hook up? And I'm like, well, I'm not really in the mood, but sure, why not? And then there's just like, oh, pay for play. And I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, always, wow. I always laugh when I see that because I'm just like, mm, let me break it down. I literally break it down to people. It's like, so if we were to do this pay for play thing that you're talking about, I'm going to make this into a business transaction. And with it being a business transaction, I'm going to uh, start off with my regular rate when it comes to life coaching. And I'm quite sure my regular rate is something that you can afford. Um, so if we're going to balance this out, you're going to owe me money by the end of the sexual experience. So do you want to continue with this? Because we can discuss rates. Right. And that's how you get them exactly. Look, and if if it's if we paying for sex, um, yeah. just to let you know, my starting rate without being my my rates for uh anything like that is not on a sliding scale, motherfucker. True my price. rates for life coaching is you can probably get life coaching for twenty five dollars, but you're not going to get my body for twenty five dollars. <laughs> that is very right. <laughs> Change the game if you're really trying to. You fuck with the real one. That's all I could say. Um, but like, yeah, that that's 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 hurt uh, some some people's feelings, and I don't care. <laughs> that's well, true. How I think about this, they're trying to hurt your pocket, so you got no choice but to hurt their feelings. Shoot. Look, I don't afford. look, like I didn't even I didn't come into this situation like you could have had free sex, but you want to make this into a business transaction, okay? Mm-hmm. And oh, for people who don't know this, uh, again, I do my uh, coaching services on a sliding scale, but my base rate for uh, like my regular rate for coaching is $150. So if you're approaching me and your rate to have sex is already under that, how much are you going to pay me to have sex with you? Just let me know. Because that's life coaching. That's, that's not physical. 
So imagine how much I will actually charge somebody for sex. Get right. Get right, people. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yes, uh, I think I uh, laid out way too much in that little conversation. No, you do. <laughs> so um, what about in person? How do you advertise yourself when you are meeting people in person? Or do you even think about it? Is it just like one of those, you get what you get? No, actually, I try my best to make sure my appearance is on point. I really do, simply because appearance is everything. It really is. And it's unfortunate that we live in a society where it's very vain, like people are so vain. Mm. So you have to make sure you look up to your very best. And me personally, I do like to look good so I can feel good and be confident. Mm -hmm. But also I have this thing where you get what you get, basically. So it is a fair mixture of both of those things. I don't come off as, you know how some people put on the facade where they have more than what they actually could afford? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like doing that because when you simply try to be over overly flashy and try to be extravagant, that really creates a negative impression on yourself and onto the other person. Yes. Because you have to realize, like sometimes when you meet these people online, you don't know these people gonna come to rob you. You don't know they gonna what they gonna do to you. They may even try to get money out of you in the process. So you cannot do that. You gotta make sure you at least do what you have to do to at least put on a positive impression that actually make it a mutual thing where they actually have more interest in you as a person, not into the material things. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yes, that's a word right there. Because <clears throat> I know like for for me, I, I do on a regular basis, it's like you get what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to a situation where I have time to prepare, like knowing that, okay, I should probably look cute. Oh, I could get cute right oh uh, uh, i can get fine if i need to but it's like other than that i'd rather just like you're going to see the basic burn um 24 7 essentially like if we enter into a relationship you're going to see the basic mofo um for the majority of time of this uh, whole ass uh, relationship and if you cannot if you're not comfortable with what i look like when i'm basic as fuck you're not you why why should i give you my best (laughs) because yeah i wake up and i give my best every single day but my best doesn't always have to depend on how i look so if i have to um look a certain way meaning i have to go all out and provide like do hours on hours of uh, preparing myself just for me to look a certain image then i just can't do it I can't rock with it. That's um, very true. Hmm? That's very true. Yes, sir. So uh, I will say this will be a good point to go into a little bit of that never have I ever. So let me get my first card out. I think we're probably going to do uh, never have I ever and maybe uh, would you rather or a sex question, but we'll see how, how you feel. Okay. Right. So never have I ever thrown up on a complete stranger. I haven't. Uh, I don't. Hmm. Let me think back. I don't think I've thrown up on anyone. I've thrown. I've thrown up in front of some people before, and mm-hmm. I've definitely thrown up on myself before. And that's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. But as in throwing up on other people, nah. Like what I wonder what that conversation would be like though. Um you threw up on somebody and what 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 happens after that? Like I, I know they're going to be pissed, um, but like what what would be the aftermath of that? I don't know, but I would assume anytime when that happens, I'm pretty sure that person would be like, Oh, everything's all fine, but then behind your back, they be talking so so much trash about it. Bruh, like can you believe that motherfucker threw up on my good shit? <laughs> oh, right. my fucking good shit. I came out here with, with the nice-ass pumps, too, or my Jordans, and this motherfucker decides to get sick as fuck and throw up on my shit. Right. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I love you. You just drank too much, you stupid bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they really be like that for real. <laughs> Like, damn. And I have to say, I, I haven't been thrown up before, uh, thrown up on before. So, yeah. Damn. Would you like a would you rather question? I, well, you can ask me. I, don't, I can't think of none right now. 
Oh, I I got it. So uh, would you rather make out with your boss or watch your partner make out with their boss? Um, hmm. Well, I'm single, so I would rather make out with my boss. Well, what if you weren't single? Mm, well, that's a good question. So me personally, I always like pleasure, so I would actually like to make out with my boss. And if my partner <laughs> can come in, they can just come in if they want to. I get that. Um... I was for myself, um, and if if we're looking at today's situation of who like I have the options for in terms of that makeout, I will have to go with uh, if I had a partner, uh, I'll have to go with the other. Watch my partner make out with their boss because I don't see myself making out or um, being pleased with making out with any of my uh, supervisors at this point. Not that they're not beautiful or anything. It's just I, I just don't see that happening uh, in a in a fulfilling way. Now. Um, Okay, I, I have made out with a former supervisor in the past. So if that if that kind of situation was still in effect like today, definitely make out with with my boss. It'd be more than making out. Cause oh, yeah. mine as well. Mine you're here already. We already broke the HR violations. We might, might as well go all, all out at this point. Right. Like what are they gonna do? <laughs> Oh God. Consensual adults, y'all. Consensual adults. That's <laughs> it's a mess. Would you like a sex question while we're here? Okay. All right. So what was the first explicit thing you ever saw or heard? How did you react? Oh, okay. That's a good question. So this was actually when I was very when I actually first started on going using um, dating apps. And this was actually occurred on A4A. Mm-hmm. So this particular gentleman was actually in Macon. And if I'm not mistaken, when they first hit me up, they wanted to meet up and everything, but they have this clothes that they were married. I didn't want to deal with them because of that. But also, they also have said something very disturbing. So they said the best friends that they have dealt with let them, I hate to say this, I really hate to say it, and I really hate that I'm even repeating this now, but I'm just damn saying So... They have mentioned that they've been fucked. They've been fucked by a dog before. Oh, oh yes. I and they said they'll do it again. And I was like, oh. I said okay. I said oh. So we got poor little um, Lassie in the process of being traumatized by UIC. I said oh okay. I said mm mm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and by the way, I did not ever meet them. I never met them. I, uh, mm. That was when I had first actually started learning people had kinks now another thing i would say was there was a top that had a fetish for having sex with bottoms who are often loose and they did not clean themselves so in other words they like scat they really they were into that Mm. so all for the people who are into scat play but i'm going to double back to this motherfucker fucking uh lassie we don't do that no oh my god like all right. If you are new to the podcast and you haven't seen, uh, listened to any of the previous episodes uh, where we just say bestiality, that is one of the um, some of the uh, one of the kinks that we will definitely shame. I don't consider that a kink. That is not no. That is inappropriate. That is um, violating the animal. We don't. We do not support bestiality at all on this platform at the fucking all. Like what the. F- fuck you sick bastard oh, oh my god <laughs> like well I, yeah. I i can't even act as though i haven't been approached by somebody who had that similar uh disgusting trait about them and yes i'm going to say that again i will shame mm-hmm. you because a dog cannot give fucking consent um and uh i, I think i was in that yeah i was in nashville and somebody uh, was uh, chatting with me and they were uh at, you know discussing the potential of hooking up and they even mentioned that um like it came out of nowhere it's like oh yeah i'm just um about to go fuck my dog or whatever i'm like oh okay uh as in like your friend like because I, I asked probing questions because sure. just the lingo in itself i was like okay maybe they're talking about a friend maybe and it was like oh no no like my pet dog and i was like whoa and i just i just went in at that point i was like you are disgusting that is not okay that dog cannot give consent i i if 
whatever I know, there was a trauma response after that damn message I sent, and I'm okay with what the fuck I said that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's not okay. Like that is, I when I I will um to answer this on my end, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But um, the first explicit thing that I ever saw or heard was actually porn when I was like uh, seven years old. It was my mom's boyfriend at the time. He showed me this um, porn and I was like, oh my, okay, this is a lot of juices and stuff that's going on that I just cannot understand. Uh, And it did make me feel extremely uncomfortable. Um, So I will say that happened there. But I would say the one of the most disgusting things I've seen, uh, and this is someone who's seen two girls in one cup. Um, <laughs> I remember those days. Uh, everybody was talking about that shit. This is how I we knew that. that. <laughs> I have not seen that still to this day. I have not what? seen that. It's all about scat like- play. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were sharing. If you haven't seen it at this point, not you. I'm talking about to the listeners. If you have not seen it at this point, spoiler, because you should have already seen it. And I'm I'm judging you because you haven't seen it. I'm joking you. <laughs> if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. It wasn't for me either. I shouldn't have seen it. But uh, it's essentially a video of uh, people who uh, they I believe they shat in the cup and they start to eat from the cup and sharing the um, shit between each other. And it's, it's scat play. Um, uh, I'm quite sure everything in there was legit and bodily releases. So that's Ooh. what that video was about. But um, this was the early days of X2, if I'm not mistaken. But there was this person who had a whole video of them fucking a chicken and i was like what the fuck who does this who the fuck goes out i'm quite sure they're uh, they were on the farm but who who decides to wake up and be like oh i know that chicken pussy is tight who no like what what kind of and this is why we have all these diseases around here that came from animals that are mm-hmm. infecting humans because people are out here fucking chickens. You know what? That's what happened. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about that South Park episode when uh, Mickey Mouse was fucking the bat. I can't. I'm just... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, You know what? We need something a little bit more cheerful because yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to... Okay, okay. Okay. Uh you know I I I want to do that. Let's 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 see what else we have in terms of never have I ever. So look, y'all got four things today. Uh, because motherfuckers out here fucking animals, the disgusting bastards. Okay. Never have I ever been handcuffed to a bed. Ooh. Mm, you know what? That was one of my fantasies, but I never experienced that. You know, I haven't either. Uh, and I also want to do that. So, collab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, I need to get some handcuffs, to be honest. Like, I have so much shit, and I do not have handcuffs. I really do need to go out and get some. But I also I have to get my finances up, huh? I seen one on Amazon, but that was about a month or so ago. But I never bought purchased it. I'm trying my best to stay off of Amazon as much as possible unless I really need it. Uh, I just literally every time I look on Amazon for something, if it's not a book, I like see what Amazon price is. And then I go immediately go because sometimes I don't be know the name of the things that I'm looking for. So I just like do a random Google search. And of course, the Amazon thing is up uh, usually the first or Walmart. Right. And, fuck walmart and then i uh immediately go um go to target and see if they have it and if they have it i just pick it up from target my day is good i feel great but if target doesn't have it then i end up having to shop through the devil's advocate jeff bezos oh yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) Amazon. 
but yeah so um i i do need to get me some and i i might go to the sex shop that we have here in the area but at the same time last time i went i i, I don't know if the people who work there were unhappy to be there or uncomfortable to see people in there but it was kind of a little shaming situation going on but i'm just like y'all y'all are talking to the wrong person like i'm extremely sex positive so like oh oh i think i know what shop you're talking about i don't Mm -hmm. know are terrible yeah why are you working here if you're going to make other people feel bad for what they're purchasing like bitch give me the whip that i'm here to get like (laughs) i'm over here trying to do some nasty things i could teach you some nasty things because you actually kind of cute like what's up right (laughs) yeah exactly what story you're talking about Hmm. Mm. So they oh so that's a regular thing. Good to know. Yeah, that is a very regular thing. That's why I don't like going to them. I had better customer service at another location I used to stay at. They were very sex positive. Child, I had better customer service at church. Let me stop. Let me stop. Look, fuck around with me, and I'm at church. Right. I have other people calling somebody heathen for other reasons. Right. <laughs> okay 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 let's go ahead and close out this damn episode i I, I know um i've judged some people and i know i'm being judged now and i i think somebody already said oh vernon's definitely going to hell i see you there too bitch (laughs) (laughs) just let me know where we're meeting (laughs) okay 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 all right, so Fortis, do you have any, any last messages that you would like to share with the audience? I would like to say thank y'all so much for tuning in on to this podcast. It's been such an amazing experience. I hope y'all have a great and horny day. Y'all do your best and doing what y'all need to do. So thank y'all and y'all stay safe and be well. Ooh, and yes. thank you. Yes, you better have a great and horny day. I like that. Yes. Uh, and also, thank you so much for, you know, being a guest on the podcast. I greatly appreciate you for doing so. Um, and to my lovely audience, thank y'all so much for listening to the Holy Liloquy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.